Hey guys, welcome to the Street Spirituality Podcast. Today's guest is Aaron Horn. Aaron is the owner of London-based CBD company, London CBD. CBD, which is the non-psychoactive ingredient to cannabis, is all the rage right now, with seemingly miraculous stories of healing and amazing ways to use the plant. Aaron came on to shed some light on this. Also, in his experience from using the plant and how he thinks that in the future, humanity can really benefit from integrating it again i hope you guys enjoy it please hit subscribe thank you three two one aaron horn (laughs) (laughs) welcome man it's never made that noise before (laughs) no no one's done that (laughs) what an intro it's cute man lovely few yeah you inspired me to get one yeah they're great Thanks for having me, dude. You're welcome. Nice to be here. You're welcome, man. Thank you. Uh, CBD. CBD, yeah. Newest craze. Yeah. We've got the first boutique in London, me and my partner. Amazing. And what's that called? London CBD, LDN CBD. Yes. So yeah, we opened up in Camden, July. We were like one of the first places in the UK, really, that was like a high street boutique. We were the first place in the UK that was a high street boutique. There have been some that have opened up since, but we spearheaded it, which was cool because it's a wonderful plant. I have to be careful about what I say about it. I can't make any medicinal claims in the UK, but I can direct people to information online or I can talk about how I've used it myself. So, so yeah, I have to watch my wording. And if I seem like I'm walking around things or careful about what I say, then that's why yeah it's so interesting that because you go online you type in cbd so it's endless the amount of uh i mean blog posts things like that and experiences but also there's there is some scientific studies coming out right is it that there's not enough of them or they haven't been so obviously each different country has its own scientific rigor and testing system for medicines which is really expensive and timely you know upwards of 50 million pounds to put a medicine through a set of trials so that it can be called a medicine Um, you can make medicinal claims and sell it in a pharmacy or have it prescribed so that's a really huge bureaucratic expensive process and I'm not against that process I think it's great that that exists and we have safety in place for our western medicine system Um, so CBD sold at the moment as a wellness product in the UK we have there are lots of different places around the world where they're researching and one of the places is the UK as well we're doing a lot of research on it but the difference between having scientific research and having a licensed medicinal product there's a gap that still needs to be filled Um, but the plant is a really special plant and you know if we found this plant in the rainforest tomorrow we would be people would win Nobel prizes because this plant perfectly matches the third biggest system in our body So we have the skeletal system, we have the nervous system, and then we have a system called the endocannabinoid system. And that system matches the cannabis plant, the hemp plant, perfectly. So there's a lot of effects from the fact that you can take um, CBD, you can take THC, CBDA, CBDG, and that matches right into a system that you have, that all mammals have. I mean, it's connected in a really deep way. All mammals that make breast milk synthesize cbd so every single mammal that does that and every single mammal with a backbone has an endocannabinoid system even some animals that don't have backbones have the system as well and it helps regulate uh, mood helps regulate appetite um, sleep function quite quite a number of things hormones so it's a pretty it's a large system in the body and it's important and the plant the the cannabis plant perfectly matches up with that so 
So it's really interesting, all of the stuff that's coming through now and that's going to come through to do with the plant. But obviously, at the, like in the UK at the moment, it's sold as a wellness product. Mm. And so I can't, I can only say what it may help you with. Sure. And how it's helped me. But that's so interesting. And do you feel like, I mean, that's not particularly common knowledge. You know, that this is the third biggest system, that it matches up perfectly. Do you think subconsciously that's why cannabis is the most used plant drug, in inverted commas, in in the world? Do you think people are, are being drawn to it because they know that there is benefits? Yeah, I think, it. you know, this recreational use is almost like a byproduct of the fact that people are interacting with the plant. It's kind of like relatively, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to disrespect people who use it and smoke it in a you know respectful way but it isn't an effective way really as far as like the health of your body and bioavailability to smoke it so it's good to see that you know people are getting more into the the wellness aspect of it and, and the medicinal aspect and but I do think that people are drawn to it and are trying to self-medicate you know that's something that we hear and, and we see is that people who do suffer from anxiety or depression you know will use um sort of illegal marijuana to, to help them through times of pain or challenges in their life, you know. Um, and that's obviously not regulated in a lot of countries. It's great that it's becoming legal and becoming more regulated and people beginning to know how to use it and how to use it best rather than just sort of buying some illegal cannabis on the street. Because we, we then have a, a prohibition culture which matches up with what happened in North America during prohibition. So you had hugely strong um, alcohol basically being traded because you know um because it was illegal so moonshine right yeah moonshine yeah. so this, you needed it really strong and it's the same sort of thing that we've had here where we had you know people and really strong skunk and smoking it in a certain way because people don't have access to the plant to understand its other health benefits and what it can offer apart from you know even the flower you have the seeds which are great for food and oil you have the stalk which you can use to make paper to make hempcrete you have the stem you have all these different elements of the plant that are really useful for human beings living on planet earth you know mm. you can build your house feed your children make your land fertile and and as a sort of bonus you know there is an effect that thc has on the consciousness that people are fond of but that's not really what the plant can offer i don't think is is that recreational experience you know mm -hmm. so it's good that but yeah i mean around the world it's a really popular drug and it's you know people use it so it's cool that that's changing slowly and people are getting into sort of a deeper relationship with it yeah i mean it's definitely becoming more acceptable i started smoking pretty young and uh people in my parents generation you know my dad was all cool with it because he had smoked when he was younger still did occasionally and he understood that it wasn't the boogeyman that everyone was led to believe it was. My mum, on the other hand, never touched a drug in her life. Uh, you know, went used to go out drinking, you know, partied in that sense. But marijuana to her, it was crazy. It was the devil. It smelled yeah. bad. You know, you had to smoke it. You had to pick it up in a little bag. You know, it was bad news. And then I spent some time in LA and I would be around people that from my upbringing didn't smoke marijuana or, or weren't people that would use it or benefit from it. And people were lighting up everywhere because the culture is different. Yeah. And that automatically took so much taboo out of it. Yeah. And it was like, oh, and it also took, for myself, it took a lot of the paranoia out of it. 
Yeah. Because suddenly I wasn't around people where I thought, wow, if they know that I'm stoned, then they're going to have yeah, an opinion on me. placebo effect. Yeah. Definitely. Totally. Yeah, like we definitely are trying to change that in the way that we've designed the shop and what we sell. We don't sell any recreational apparel. So we're really positioning the plant separate from that recreational past and we're not interacting with that culture. So the, it is a place you can bring your mum. You know, and we've designed it like that because obviously you have a lot of people who have had years of nev negative PR from like the press, just, you know, articles in publications talking about this terrible drug that, you know, and I understand that anything used in the wrong way can be harmful. But um, I think that there's been a fair amount of bad PR against it. And that's created a negative sort of cultural view, especially with, I think, mothers and women who are scared for their children and, you know, have had bad experiences themselves sometimes with cannabis a story we hear quite a lot of people who had a really unenjoyable experience um, after smoking cannabis and are very sort of scared to be near the, the the plant again in that way but also they may suffer from anxiety and other problems that obviously have may cbd may help with so um you, we've really tried to push that angle of this is a wellness product this this may help you with things it, it has helped me and it hasn't got to do with the smoking culture it's not about smoking weed or you know like any of those words we're staying away from because there is that cultural sort of blacklisting that it's had mm. where there's been all this bad press and like you said north america canada it's legal now it's it's changing around the world and the culture is showing that you know what people have been saying for a long time about the plant it, there are no deaths associated with it compared to alcohol hugely harmful you know, on the body and on culture, you know? And the mind. Yeah, yeah. And this is a changing of consciousness that we're experiencing in the world. And I think this plant is one of the sort of primary plants associated with that, you know, and is changing people's consciousness and people's way of experiencing the city, experiencing their life. Because there's this, you know, high-stress city environment and people are this attitude to yoga and wellness and mindfulness and taking time out and how to experience this this place we find ourselves in in a way that works for us and isn't chasing things or running after things or being pushed by things which i think a lot of people get into in the city it's like run from the car run on the train run for your job are you doing well enough and cbd helps me deal with that element of anxiety and stress that we have in the city and i think that it's gonna I, I personally believe that it will change culture subtly and, and slowly for the better because if everyone's taking CBD and their body's more in, in balance and their mind's a little bit calmer then people might smile at each other be a bit nicer have another moment to talk you know maybe sit down <laughs> I don't yeah. know like obviously I sound like <laughs> you know I'm gonna be pro sure. um, and these things are gonna take a while but I do think that there's there's something there for the for, the, for our culture yeah, I agree. I had a, I had a time where I took CBD about two years ago, um, and it was good. But I never I never got into the habit of taking it. Yeah, I take it one day. I maybe you know take it three times that day, and then I wouldn't take it for two days, and then I take it for a week, and then I'd not take it for a week, and it yeah. was very sporadic. So I found yeah. it very difficult to measure the benefits. Um, but I've been taking the one from you guys yeah. for about a month now, yeah. and it's been. It's been super interesting. It's it's helped my mind and it's helped my sleep and it's helped my mornings, but it's also helped things. My eyes seem brighter. Mm. My hair seems thicker. Mm -hmm. um, 
my I don't get much muscle soreness after the the gym. I mean, I'm not a workout yeah. freak, but yeah, yeah. it's you know that has been actually pretty noticeable. <coughs> my uh, my digestion has been yeah. good. It's it's pretty good anyway. But all yeah. these little things, all these little small things adding up, just make quality of life better. Yeah. And like you said, when you live in the city, which is where I live, is where I'm from, it can sort of be like mental CrossFit sometimes. You're just running from one thing, yeah. doing something else, yeah. going to work, There's a lot of pressure, trying yeah. to fit everything in. And even wellness can feel that way. Definitely. Because you're running from work, 100%. you're running to yoga, you yeah. finish yoga, you're cramming in, you're trying to make a salad, you know, doing all these things. So yeah. I'm it, always trying to make a salad, man. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't even got one with me. <laughs> and I wanted a salad. Story <laughs> I'm of still life. trying. Yeah. And it, and it, you end up being stressed from doing wellness. Yeah, that can happen. I definitely see people who who even in that space find it hard to disconnect. You know, mm. so it's it's great because I stopped smoking last year and I okay. smoked. I smoked for over ten years. That's great. Uh, pretty heavily. Yeah, and I missed the benefits, which I yeah. did get some of from the smoking. Yeah, but me personally, I stopped smoking for different reasons. But finding CBD oil and learning about it and speaking to you about it, I was like, great, I can have my cake and eat it. Yeah, well, hopefully. Yeah. If it's a CBD-shaped cake yeah. that binds to the receptors in your <laughs> yeah. mind. The healthy cake. So, I mean, like, a lot of people do use it who still smoke as well. Mm -hmm. um, and it's good because what it does is when you have high level of CBD in your body and you're using THC, uh, which I don't condone and is illegal in this country, uh, but has been found in a number of medicines, the CBD inhibits your brain absorbing the THC. So it will help with anxiety that can be, it may help with anxiety that's associated with sort of smoking. So we have people who come and who, who take it alongside um, their recreational use of cannabis I see. for more for more effects mm -hmm. um, and, and obviously if you look at the sort of natural strains of cannabis because cannabis has this beautiful history with mankind and we have these lovely offerings of cannabis buried with individuals um, of tribal sort of hierarchy um, 4,000 9,000 in Siberia like a number of individuals who were, who were buried with cannabis and, and when it was used in its more sort of earlier forms which which are less high in, in THC obviously we've had these plants that have been grown for really high levels of THC hemp in its natural form has very low levels of THC you know people still would smoke it you know you have stories of sailors smoking the ropes on the boat because they're made out of hemp or <laughs> you know things like that where it was used um, but no people have used hemp you know and smoked it for medicinal use as associated with childbirth we see it used on on women's stomachs and we hear about it being smoked and we find artifacts that relate to smoking of it so you know um at burnt burnt parts of it in um ritual sort of cups and burials and it's, it's it's amazing because obviously like those those strands would have been really low thc and had that natural balance so there wouldn't have been this kind of association with because you know when people like stoner they're like oh lethargic and like you're gonna anxiety mental illness and 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 yeah like if you have hugely high amounts of thc that can put pressure on you know the it's psychoactive if you take a lot of a psychoactive substance that is a psychoactive effect on your mind so you know but when you balance it out with cbd then the cbd helps regulate how the brain interacts with the thc 
and, and, and can help mitigate those other issues that people kind of associate with cannabis when really they're, they're missing this, this sort of molecule, you know, mm. this compound. So. so where did this begin? Where, where did the prohibition era for cannabis begin? What's the story with that? I mean, it depends which book you read or what you get into. We do, there does seem to be an argument for North America and the UK being associated with cotton farming and there being a competitive element between hemp farmers and cotton farmers and therefore it being regulated on the grounds of that and also on the grounds of its recreational use. Those were the grounds that it was regulated on. Who knows why that happened or why such an important plant that it was illegal not to grow at one point in America, like as a farmer, you legally had to grow weed at one point or you could, you know, be charged by the government. So it, it's gone through these different stages. But recently, I think for us, it would have been the sort of 1800s. It started to, to disappear because if you opened a medicine box 200 years ago, half of it would have been, you know, it was cannabis, cocaine and, and heroin, essentially like, the, you know, um, and yeah, half of it would have been cannabis. So we've had this change a lot of people get into the reasons why that might have happened or control and X, Y, and Z, you know, I'm interested in the present and the future. And the present is that this med, you know, this, this cannabis is available now in the city around you online and you can get it and use it and have effects like you said. And mm -hmm. we see this change happening around the world. THC and that culture, the recreational culture happens, but we do know that THC is important in some of the medicines that are happening with cannabis. For instance, Billy's medicine. Uh, you know the UK case of Billy who has um, epilepsy, a form of epilepsy, and f has fits and seizures. His medicine was 97% CBD, 3% THC. And they confiscated that, right? They the confiscated airport. it, sure. yeah. And that was the medicine that eventually was given back because mm -hmm. obviously, like... Um, there's like a lot of ways of looking at this, uh, but when you get into the nitty gritty of it, there are some, some people suffering because they don't have access to this medicine and some of those people are children. And that is really terrible, to be honest. Um, and I don't like to be negative, but I do find it sad that we live in a culture where we're prepared to let children suffer. And that is a bit above and beyond to sort of start to make comments like that. I'm not really into that too much i don't like to read about the pain of children and stuff like that. i think it's a dangerous area but we do know that this is happening you know billy and his story is the reason why we've had these changes in the uk and his life is completely different because he can have this medicine and we we see that as well you know there's a woman making a documentary about her her own um, epilepsy and, and she was in America and her sister was in the UK and she met so she could use cannabis medicine and the difference between their lives is, is huge and that's that's a documentary that's coming out um, that's going to be really interesting um, so so yeah THC is still an important part of, of the medicinal plant you know and you find it in varying amounts so it will be good when the UK changes their, their legislation which I think will happen you know in the next five years mm. so that we can have these sort of medicines available you know for the people who need them and then yeah there's a recreational benefit because great if you make it legal then some people are going to have a recreational use of that and that's the whole dialogue to be had and that's it is what it is you know um but i think the main focus of of helping people who need this plant connect to it is is getting more and more on the front of everyone's mind and well, we need it to afford Brexit anyway, so you know, yeah. we're going to have to... They've pushed ourselves into some it. cash somewhere, so... <laughs> yeah. Letting people grow money is always a good idea. Exactly. But we were... I read somewhere with a... We are the biggest medical marijuana m manufacturers in Europe or the world? 
Uh, again, like you read different things. Yeah. I, I've seen that. It says it talks about the world. It talks about Europe. It talks about individuals connected with Theresa May's husband and people like that. Where's it you growing? Know. It's growing in, there are some huge places out in Wiltshire, I think, not too far out of London. Yeah. Um, and they make, yeah, a huge amount of, of marijuana that goes into a number of products, I think, um, that are sold around the world, I believe. Wow. Um, yeah. So, so that's interesting, and I, I really hope that we can move towards letting people grow this this really wonderful plant and, and earn money from that and, and help themselves and help the people around them because mm. it's a special plant. Yeah, no doubt. And we have legalized medical marijuana in this country. And Again, it's a gray area. Yeah. It's like the 1st of November we had, we had some legislation. The 31st of July we've had a number of different bills, but we don't have trained doctors on the ground, so... They're doing a specialized training of, I think, of 150 doctors. NHS is doing it this month, or you know, it's happening. But I still am reading online and in in blogs and and on sort of chat rooms that a lot of mothers of ch children with epilepsy can't get the same medicine that Biddy's had, you know, access to, and that the NHS won't provide it yet. So it it will happen. It, it it's just there's a lot of bureaucracy there to work through. But but it, thankfully it is happening. Yeah. So. And do you think that's down to, to risk? They think someone might get hurt or is, is there ulterior motives? Or It's like you said, there's a big system. Like You can always look at this and, and obviously if someone with a lot of money and influence wants to do something, it can happen really quickly. Yeah. You know, um, in this case, if your child's ill and you want to get this medicine, it's really challenging. And, you know, it might even be easiest for you to just get on the train to Amsterdam and bring it back, you know. Um, but it's it's slowly happening and and. and and you know that we have a system that's in place and that system takes time and you know it's great to to try and push that but the nhs works in a certain way and our medical system does so it's going to be slow mm. but it would be nice on compassionate grounds if people could say well look we know that this is helping children with epilepsy and some you know and we know that this is helping you know number of people who can be targeted from the medicines that are happening around the world and it would be great if we could sort of as a country say hey well this is something we'd like to help <laughs> you know people who are in pain the figures are maybe a million people directly in the uk who would you know if you could walk into the chemist and, and buy you know just medicine not even not even you know flower recreational flower like a million people would be helped tomorrow in the mm -hmm. uk and that's directly that's not looking at like the indirect number of people who have issues with sleep or anxiety but these people are you know are exploring cbd and and the fact that that may may help them it definitely helps me yeah and you know and so it's kind of in a way creeping in the back door partially um and also the knock-on effect from the people that are suffering i worked in a school and for special needs children some of the kids with epilepsy without their medication would have countless fits a day so then you know some of them with single parent families, their parents can't work because they have to look after the, the kid. And then that has a knock on effect. So it, it's true. If someone can be just allowed the medicine, which is going to help. I think uh, the, with the Billy story, he was having hundreds of seizures a day without the medicine. With the medicine, it was two or, or none. Yeah, it's a huge decrease in seizures. And that's insane. Yeah. And, and the main thing as well is that obviously the fact that the seizures stop but it's an it is this um the seizures can be very damaging to mm. the individual they can hurt themselves the children people people adults can hurt themselves as well as children and and uh yeah so it is it's quite 
it's sad, you know, and, and we have, you know, and there are a lot of people suffering from, from cancer who, who are taking it for pain relief, you know, and these are people who are, have gone through all the hoops and have had everything and are on prescriptions of huge painkillers and are still suffering um, and, and are looking it up themselves online and, uh, and are coming to, to us or getting referred to people like me or other people online and, and making a choice themselves for something that, you know, there isn't a system there for, you know? Yeah. So it's challenging for, for a lot of people. And, that, and, and when we're talking about that, it's, it's so obvious that it hasn't, we're not talking about a recreational reality or market or don't, we're not, you know, not talking about kids in the skate parks smoking me and getting high and it's just like that distance really needs to be made and i think people are getting that they're beginning to understand like this is a real medicine and you know and the government are they've passed some these bills which are important and it's just about the change of culture doctors feeling like they can prescribe it having the medicine the knowledge of the medicines that are available that they can prescribe you know and sort of the change of culture which which is happening um but obviously the sooner the better think Corbyn would do it Jezza I mean yeah he Green probably, Party have he, said they Green would. Party would, I think everyone is going to I think mm. it has to happen because it's more and more as you have a place in like Canada where it's fully legal you know the the WHO has, has registered it as a medicine that's the World Health Organization what are we waiting for and that's why I think these bills have happened because the UK doesn't want to look red-faced and, and be so late with yeah. this because what's the hold up now guys you know it's quite obvious that that this is something that's good for our culture something that's good for our economy and something that can help people who are suffering so yeah <laughs> no? i mean when you put it like that it's like <laughs> yeah you know that's how i it can't is think now. of a reason yeah i can't think of a valid reason yeah really well, I don't think there is one anymore. I think that the sort of fear-mongering and what happened with the plant in the past and the associations with negative culture are sort of changing now. You know, they are changing. And and policymakers are understanding that, and then it's just a question of how they can, you know, what model they're going to follow to make it legal and, and how that happens. And is there a worry? I know that you and your company really pride yourselves on the ethics of not only the product, but where it comes from how it's grown and customer relations and because it's a medicine and is is there a worry big farmers going to get hold of it and just throw that out the window and it's going to become a real money maker yeah i mean we're you know if the government tomorrow decided that all cannabis um plant extract was going to be uh, regulated and you're going to have to buy a really expensive license to sell it or trade it that would be an issue for us you know um and it's unclear how that's going to develop. But I would hope that the government and policymakers understand the benefits of this getting to people and understand that they're not interested in sort of making it harder for people to access this stuff. Um, it's just a question of when and where and how and why. I mean, obviously, we live in a, a consumer economy and, and, you know, the culture of business exists and the culture of business denotes that if you have a large amount of money to invest, then you can capitalise on a market. So a big farmer, have the big budgets, have the sales, portholes. But 
it's the same sort of thing that you'll see generally with any product that people use like coffee you know coffee is a plant medicine or if you want to look at it like that or it's you know it's a plant that has these effects of wellness that people use regularly and you do have starbucks and costa and those guys are everywhere and you can get it from them but you also have huge explosion of really great niche small extremely great coffee places and i think you know it's going to be a similar model where there will be some big brands that really try and score big bit of the marketplace but i think it's going to be a huge marketplace and i think people with this type of product are quite discerning we're finding that that they're not interested in just buying stuff online you know and they're not really sure about what's good and what's not and they they want to experience it and talk to someone and find out more you know mm. so i'm not sure how much of the marketplace the big brands can but i'm sure they'll have some of it you know that's how they operate yeah and for so long the, the sort of weed culture cannabis culture has been sort of fuck the government you know anti-establishment type thing so you're right it'd be interesting to see how because the people vote at the end of the day with their pound yeah so it's going to be interesting to see how that pans out and um yeah but generally like even in canada you know i'm not exactly sure how some of the larger companies were involved but you know they were sold out of cannabis within like 24 hours of being illegal and you're having these huge explosions of sales and, and not enough supply for demand in places where it's becoming legal mm. you know and as the world sort of makes it easier for it to move around and you're gonna you're gonna see a lot of people make a lot of money and there will be some big companies involved in that yeah. But hopefully, if if the people involved with that company are using more cannabis, they they will be more considered about <laughs> their value system. They may have a little bit more of a deeper think about what they're doing with their lives and their business and what they're trying to achieve. And yeah. maybe there might even be a little subtle change there in their culture. Like who knows? You know, yeah. the plants work in mysterious ways. So yeah, amen. Yeah. So it's you know it, it's it's going to be cool, and there are still a lot of hurdles you know to jump through and and yeah big pharma I, you know this synthesizing is is the thing that scares me when you look at what happened with spice mm. you know which is synthesized cannabis and you know how what a terrible drug that is you know and it's just concerning if the if there's a move towards sort of synthesizing these molecules rather you know or compounds rather than actually letting them come out of the ground which is i'm fully against that um and i think that's you know that's one of my biggest scares is that suddenly it's like a synthetic cannabis medicine and then you have side effects. You have all the same sort of issues you have with Western medicine when you start to synthesize these compounds. Yeah, or the, because it's so becomes so widespread, a company like Monsanto comes in and genetically modifies the majority of the crop and then you have a situation like we have with corn at the moment where it's different to how it used to be and to actually find organic real corn is well, yeah. very difficult. Yeah. But you do have people who are, you know, have got original, um, original, the original corn, you know, mm. like the purple corn and there were low, there were like what, 76 version, like families of corn and maize and South America is its yeah. origin. And so there are still people who hold the seeds down there. But yeah, you do have derivatives. Mm. I, I don't think that. I don't think any company is going to be able to sort of grab the plant, change it and completely corner the market like the sort of green giant corn we have just because it's it's such a detailed plant and it's so it's a lot sort of closer that people haven't been walking around with little bags of corn sort of taking it for a long time, you know, or mm -hmm. you know, growing corn at home. Even though some people do like and corn's amazing, I don't want to knock it at all. 
you know, and who knows <laughs> what benefits it has that we haven't quite tapped. But I, I just think that, you know, cannabis is already working so well in its current form. Obviously, you can breed it differently to sort of have these different things, but it's already, you know, anti, um, anti uh, pest. Yeah. Like naturally, that's one of the effects. That's partially why it creates the particles on the flowers and the smell because that's that's a pest. That's a pest uh, retardant. You know, like it's it's uh, the pest. The insects don't like that smell. You know, same way Palo Santo doesn't have issues with with any woodworms or any bugs, and that's why it smells like that. So these plants are pretty well genetically modified themselves. Like mm. They're here in a vibrate in a sort of state in a vibration that is working and balanced. So I don't think you need to changing that much but yeah you always have the same problem of like mass growing and you can exploit people who are farming it for you know like hey it's capitalism great we can always get it wrong but you know yeah like hopefully fingers crossed hopefully we won't and hopefully <laughs> the plant will help us get it right because if you are interacting with it i think it has an effect on the way that you you act sure you know yeah and i mean i don't know if it's an urban myth but you hear people when they talk about uh legalization and stuff you say people say well you can't pay in the plant is mm. that true or can you pay in a plant i'm not an money? expert on that i know that people can register genetics and that you can create um original genetics around it i i'm i'm not i'm not the guy to totally understand that and um yeah but you know never say never hmm. but I don't, again, like it's not, this plant is balanced. You can give me a few hemp plants and in breeding a few years, I could, I can, you know, breed it into a variety of different things and change the genetics. But the genetics are very strange of cannabis anyway. Um, I, I wish I should have some notes if I'm going to start to talk about this, but there's, there's like a, there's a lot of variation in it already. And um, yeah, I need my notes. <laughs> I'm not going to blabber on about it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Do you think our country could handle recreational legalization or do you think um our outlook on it as a drug in inverted commas and as something that gets you high you think there's a we're quite a binge community and do you think it would um matter in that case and it could go the other way and because it's recreational the real focus on the medicinal benefits that we have at the moment because it, it is illegal would slip we've already got like a really high use recreationally in this country you know um so people are already using it a lot i don't see there being i don't think there'd be a big problem if it was legal tomorrow mm -hmm. you know i think the opposite i think things would be getting better um but you know i understand that the uk kind of has the pr version of the uk is to be quite you know, I don't know, reserved, or I'm not sure how we're seen around the world or how we like to present ourselves, you know, but it's definitely not in a sort of open, tolerant way like other places like Holland would be, mm -hmm. where they, you know, the drug's not legal, but they still let people use it. It's still illegal there, technically. And that is changing here anyway, because people, it's much more of an area where the police aren't interested in charging people or wasting their time. They're so, you know, tight for time, they're not interested in it anyway, you know? So yeah, I think I think we could totally handle it. I think it would be a great thing if the government just did it as like you know, a little seasonal gift or as a Brexit's happening. So you know, we need to pay the NHS bill because mm -hmm. it would totally work. Yeah. You know? So so yeah. yeah, I think we can. I think it would be a really good thing for the culture. I think it's what's happening in our culture. 
our culture's in my mind slightly been a bit stagnant in the nicest way possible you know we've had dance music and alcohol and synthetic you know drugs like MDMA and ecstasy and that's been a big part of western culture is listening to music and taking those drugs or drinking alcohol and that's been the same now for quite a long time and you know obviously since alcohol people have always done that you know but the way that people have used this plant culturally we haven't had it in our culture and the uses to do with it are really exciting and the culture around it is is going to be something that's going to change and it is going to be something cool that i think is added in you know and changing changing our culture for the better mm-hmm. yeah what cultures around the world have used it in a as a plant teacher with the same reverence that plants like peyote ayahuasca have so i suppose it's like what countries haven't used it mm-hmm. you know because obviously we find it around around the world now you know pretty widespread the countries where we not i mean it, it originated and has a lot of use around say the middle east afghanistan siberia like the siberian shamans definitely there's a link there and we we see writings and we have these burial sites of ancient you know cannabis offerings that were buried with shaman or, or women of high there's a famous woman of, of high birth who was who was buried with it and, and potentially was using it as a teacher in medicinally and for her shamanic work so we see it as a plant consistently connected with uh, with the world of the shaman in its traditional place where the word comes from which is siberia but then we also see it used in uh the Church of the Santa Dime in association with Ayahuasca in um, South America. Uh, and we see it used pretty much. It is the plant that seems to go through all of the other plant traditions. Whenever you find people working with plant medicines, the shamans do tend to have an association with this plant as well, you know, generally. So mm-hmm. um, as far as it being, you know, a ceremony around it, cultures that would still have traditional ceremony would be like um some african cultures like the zulus i know they had they use it culturally they'll burn it in their dances and have like large large clay clay urns of it that they'll burn i'd um and uh i'd love to know more to be honest who's still who's still doing traditional culture and what it's like you know what traditional plant ceremony with it i'd be interested be interested to see mm. Yeah, well, I mean, in a mainstream way, the Rastafarian culture is still very much very linked much. to their spirituality. There you go, exactly. Sorry for missing you guys out. You <laughs> guys are holding it down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, what's really exciting about this is that I need to catch myself there because I was going to say it's a gateway, and I know that it has yeah. a, 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 a reputation as a gateway yeah, drug. But it is a gateway. But it, it could... For me, I mean, my medicine, something that helped me just beyond any expectations with depression and anxiety Mm. was uh, microdosing mushrooms. Mm. And I know that on a similar vein to cannabis, they're finding that that's legitimate now and they can study that. Yeah. And in America, they've just actually... uh, starting the trials they've started the trials they've accelerated the the process so it, yeah. it can be made potentially legal for medicinal use as well yeah so i'm hoping that you know all of these plants are now given the respect that they deserve not only by people but by the governments yeah say so this can help with the, the crisis of our times is mental health yeah it's how we can balance out our culture yeah you know and our and our minds within our culture and how we turn the city into 
a really beautiful place and how we sort of work out a way to smile at each other and mm. say hi and care about each other and you know make it work because we're getting along right now in culture but I feel that a lot of people have experienced or are experiencing these great challenges of being very anxious being under a lot of pressure being very individualized and therefore separated and all these things that you know a lack of connection from self all these narratives that we hear I think that these plants are going to help us balance balance ourselves balance mm. it out like you said if it can help for you you know I know that cannabis has helped me level out my anxiety my PTSD um, and it's it's going to help it's going to help the whole place and it's going to going to change it I think personally you know and that hopefully will be a nice slow process so that no one gets too scared and you know yeah. But if everyone just can calm down a bit, you know, smile a bit more, it'd be nice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, totally, man. And and that, I went walking the other day and mushrooms are everywhere. This time of year, you know, it was it rained the night before. They're everywhere, man. And it it's a similar thing. A class A drug. Yeah. As soon as you pick pick it from the ground, yeah. it comes a class A substance. Yeah. I think you know how crazy that is yeah we're, we're moving away from that i think our God, i think we our consciousness of our generation definitely understands that these are gifts and this is something that's of value not something that's to be taken away or to be scared of mm. you know yeah definitely. and that's that's a that's a and that's important yeah. but it also takes a certain bravery to do that you know and and it's great that there there are people you know like yourself and other people out there who are and those are the people we get in the shop as well who are who are coming in and who have made this choice and who are investigating these options investigating themselves and and the world and the options of plant medicine and that's definitely a big a big change we've been having in in western culture and consciousness and in our generation and the generations sort of who are even younger than us i think are finding it even more natural and I yeah think that's great has the clientele from the that has come into the shop surprised you the type of person yeah, just the volume and, 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 and the breadth, the sort of breadth and, and width of stories, you know, like I didn't, you know, like so many different people come in for so many different things and the stories and, 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 and the stories of people's success is great, how, how it's worked for them and it's cool. I, I suppose I didn't, I didn't expect to see so many people from like um, my dad's generation, like the old, like slightly older generation, I want to be ageist, but I, I didn't, I didn't expect them, but I'm really happy that they've, come and that we've created that space where they can feel safe to sort of try out you know try have a tester of it and, and have some advice from a person and and work out what might be best for them and not because i think that generation is quite scared of buying online and there is a lot of sort of snake oil out there as well you know that you know you don't know like i won't go into it but it's nice to come somewhere and to speak to someone i think that generation really appreciates that mm -hmm. and i've been quite surprised and happy that they've come and they even have been buying things for their children you know like the people come in and say like oh my son's going through his exams he's really really stressed out and anxious like uh, i've read about this and i i, I wanted to, to get him some and that's that's really cool like i'm happy that i can help like your mum buy you uh cannabis that's cool 
Yeah. We're getting there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys got coverage in the newspapers, right? National newspapers. Yeah, we, we got picked up in the Times, which was cool, and the Metro, and, and that's great. And we hope to do some more, and it's great. Like, I do really want to push push that culture and push push a sort of open environment, a front door for the plant, which is really classy and elevates the plant in our culture. You know, we have the downstairs space where you do you do some work down there as well. You yeah. do some some, uh, some, healings, some yeah. healing work, yeah, which is great. Like, in those modalities, we have, like, massager and for touch healing and connecting it up with that traditional plant medicine approach you know where you have a space that has a healing space and a space to sit with people or play drums and to talk to people and those are kind of very old cultural associations Mm -hmm. i think to do with these plants and so connecting them back up and you know that sort of the way that we have the gong there and like a yoga feel to the place very white and light it's tying in with that consciousness west coast like wellness but not sort of overly recreational because you get that machismo like, man, it's smoke all this really strong weed. And like, oh, it's like, okay, I'm not like, great, good job. Like, really glad you smoked the weed. Like, that's nice one. Yeah. Well, you've created a beautiful space and, yeah. and it, you can feel it as soon as you walk through the door. Yeah. You know, and you've got Rafa who's been on the show yeah. doing weekly drum circles, yeah, doing Rafa's his thing doing down his drums, there. Yeah, he's doing some great ceremonies there as well, which is cool. Mm. So what's, what's the aim going forward? I mean, you know, aside from what we've spoken about and bringing awareness and helping people but it, it looks like you're forming a community now you know with the downstairs with the healings downstairs with the drum circles with the plants with the knowledge trying to bring in people from all different walks of life all different age groups that wouldn't have perhaps seen this as a viable option for healing something yeah where do you see it the next two five ten years so like the healing isn't something that we can advertise but obviously people work with those words who do healings there and that's you know their own option to use that word we we can't use that word and i can't use that word um so it it may it may heal it definitely helped heal me it heals you um so yeah i mean community is great bringing a community together and having a space where people can interact and feel part of a, of a base and feel supported and meet people is is really important you know to have other voices around and be, to be able to meet people that's great we'd love to expand and open more shops you know and we're, we're pushing towards that and uh yeah just generally the real push for me is just is just to keep that information stream going and that educational aspect and that just re reassigning this plant culturally just changing the assignment so it's not hey mr stoner guy smoking weed like that's what happened but what it is now is you're feeling well this mm. is maybe this is helping you this is something that can may help you you know and this is a space to experience it and this is you know aligning it with that helping people experience in that and helping just be like a face for that reassignment and that that change you know because a lot of the places that are selling it are selling the flower and i'm not against that that's cool but that's pairing it with a smoking recreational culture and the slightly separate we're not selling it in its flower form so what kind of products do you sell so we just sell oral oils so oils sublingual that you can take through the mouth we sell capsules we sell creams and balms oil like massage oils um so we don't and we have some e-liquid as well for people who vape but we don't push too much that side of it but we don't sell the flowers so like people usually get weed in a flower form and people are selling sort of cbd flowers Mm -hmm. for people who smoke marijuana recreationally may smoke or like but there's a gray area because a lot of the time they'll sell it 
as a rolled sort of spliff and say, oh, this is for your tea or for your salad, which is cool, but I think it is pushing the legal framework. It's a you can't. It's a grey area to do with the flowers, so yeah. it's challenging like that. And also, again, it's just having that separation mm-hmm. and saying this is different culture. Yeah. This is a different experience. This is a different way that you're going to feel the plant and helping those people who are scared and have had that negative experience or that cultural blacklisting to sort of reassign it. And and the, the oils that you would drop in your mouth or the balms, it gets absorbed through your skin. It's still a very viable way of, of taking the, the product. Yeah, the bioavailability... So that is a term which means how available your body can actually make that CBD, how you can absorb it. And you you have different ways that you can take it in. So when you drop it in your mouth, you can absorb some through your cheeks uh, and that will go into your bloodstream through your cheeks and um, get into you that way. And then as you absorb it through your stomach, through your internal organs, you also have bioavailability through the organs. Then you have suppositories as well, which you could use as another form of bioavailability. You can vape, which is actually quite an effective bioavailable way of taking it in it's quite instant and then obviously if you have like scar tissue or a wound your blood flow there is reduced so getting cbd into that area it's going to be more bioavailable it's going to be more effective to rub that on the area itself so you have these different ways of, of basically getting it in getting it in the body mm. and it's non-toxic right yeah it's non-toxic and non-reactive so yeah. that means that they tried to kill a rat with it and they didn't kill the rat <laughs> they gave the rat as much as the rat could have without dying from having too much of something and the rat you know the poor rat i mean gosh just get recovering i could have told them that for free but yeah it's not it's non-toxic non-reactive so i wouldn't advise to take it without checking with a doctor with any medicine but from what they've seen there's no reactivity with it with other medicines so they haven't found yet that it will interfere with anything greatly i'm sure you know I, i still have a lot of respect for western medicine and i'm not trying to replace it with this plant or say that this plant immediately is going to heal everything you know um and so and you know that doesn't mean that there isn't still a huge place for this plant and that the plant might manage to heal everything and help with western medicine it does seem to pull people off a lot of drugs sometimes you hear stories from north america of people stopping huge amounts of medication Mm -hmm. you know when they start taking this or even using it to transfer from a heroin addiction so and those are big things so that's great and it's and it's fabulous the more we find out about it but I do have to be careful about the claims. That's why I keep trying to be careful because the government stipulated that even on social media, I can't make any claims that this plant may heal. So obviously these are all my own beliefs if, if there's anything I've said. And also, you know, I, I'm not making any direct claims yeah. that aren't about myself or about other countries, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it's good that, you know, you you got to be careful. you got to be careful because there are people out there that, will try and trip you up unfortunately and it's uh it's a real shame but it i bought i think i bought three bottles and i took it home and i was like mom this one's for you so my stepdad this one's for you and gave one to my granddad and they nice. were like well what's you know what is it good for and i like, listed off a hundred different things and they were like yeah right okay yeah this is a miracle medicine that's going to help me with all of this and i was like wow it does sound too good to be true yeah it really does yeah and and that's why it's important to be rigorous and like I don't want to jump on here and be like you know you do have people who are very aggressive pushing it and saying it cures everything it does everything and I think that's dangerous as well I think it's really good to just be honest present the work that's been found out about it talk about your own experience to use it in conjunction with other 
proven healing modalities if you're suffering from a really big problem you know like to be taken in conjunction with and to just help that we can find out more about the plant and and have more more medicines that are legally developed and 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 you know illegal to make medicinal claims and lab tested so that we know exactly what they do and what they help with yeah. and that's exciting you know and i'm excited to see how those progress because we're going to be getting into that especially with places like canada having full legalization it makes it makes it easier to to look at offsetting the huge cost of testing medicines because you know you're not going to have a problem with the legality of them and you have yeah. a culture that starts to flourish where people can experiment with the plant and use it more and I think it's it's great, you know. They're um, creating in Canada and America a great framework for us to to use at least as foundations to say, well, you know, it's working. It's yeah. Working. Yeah, and they're getting the economic reports as well, so we see how effective it is for the economy and for the people, for the people, you know, just just living in the country who might not ever use it. It's going to help them through the economics. Yeah. Through the tax generated and you know, the wellness effect in that sense. Mm. So I got to be careful how I say this, but. If I was a person sitting at home watching or listening to this. Right. From your own experience. From my own experience. What what could I be looking for help with, mentally or physically, that I might say, right, I'm going to go pick up some CBD oil? So, like, I can talk about my experience. I can say that it helped me with anxiety and it helped me with post-traumatic stress disorder with some of the, like some of the mental anxiety and mental strain around that. So that's what it helped me with. I've worked directly with someone who it's helped through their menopause and it's taken them off a lot of medication, Meg Matthews, whose product we're going to be stocking. Huge change to her life. Um, and I can talk about a number of other people who it has helped. My friend who's an MMA fighter, who it's helped with recovery. It's helped him for that. I can't make any claims for anyone sitting on the sofa. All I can say is, try it and see see how it helps you um see how it may help you with a number of things but i can't make any claims and and i wouldn't want to because i think that people are approaching this themselves you know and it's not something that needs a big sell it just needs to have a place where people can explain what it is the different strengths you know how you might take it you know and sort of have that personal interaction rather than just digging through pack shots of isolate based stuff from who knows where sure. online so you know come come down the shop or, or call us and then i can talk to you about it person on the sofa you know but um <laughs> get off the sofa but the basics are is that yeah just it will help keep your endocannabinoid system in balance that's the third biggest system in your body and that's what you know that's not a medical claim that's just <laughs> your cannabinoid system will be helped by cannabis. <laughs> so if you feel you're not, you know, maybe having enough cannabis because your endocannabinoid system is out of whack or you haven't had it, then come to us and get some that's low THC and will help top up that system. Yeah. And where can people find you? We're in Camden. Camden. So we're 126 Camden Road, but online, ldncbd.co.uk. And there's a phone number as well that you can just call through Google and we'll pick up or I'll pick up and happy to chat. Amazing. Aaron, super insightful, man. Thanks nice so one. much Thanks, for coming Eddie. down. That was super quick. Thank you, guys. Peace out. <laughs> Blessings. And there you have it. Thank you, Aaron, for coming on. Guys, if you are interested in finding out more about CBD, please go to www.londoncbd.co.uk. London CBD is spelled L-D-N-C-B-D. 
of course, as always, all the links are going to be under the YouTube video. So search for us on YouTube, The Street Spirituality Podcast. Please hit subscribe. See you next time. Thank you.